Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Television Archive, a show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Death Note. Today we will be discussing episode 4, titled Pursuit. Uh, Alright, bunch of stuff going on this episode, lots to talk about here, let's just get right into it. So, this episode picks up right where the last one left off. Uh, Ryuk has offered Light the Shinigami ideal. He can uh, he can have the Shinigami ability to see people's names over their faces uh, in exchange for half his remaining life. In exchange for half of his remaining lifespan. I can talk. I do words good. And Light rejects this immediately. Light immediately is just like, no, no, not gonna do it. Because, see, here's the thing. I want to make the world better by murdering a bunch of criminals with a magic notebook, but I also want to be a god. And I intend to rule for a very long time. So... Yeah, I apparently god is be, is more important to me than accomplishing uh, my mission faster. So that that's a thing. That's a thing. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that uh, that plot line's done. But we still got our FBI guy out there. So we got to figure out his name. We got to figure out how to go after him. And Light's just like, okay, I think I know what I have to do. But first... I need to see how far I can go with uh, the specifics of how someone can die. The specifics of how someone can be killed. So, I'm going to run an experiment on six other inmates. So, he writes the names of six inmates down. And writes very elaborate. Very elaborate circumstances for their deaths. Very elaborate circumstances for how they die. Uh, Now, three of them are totally within the realm of possibility. One of them writes a letter saying that they're afraid of Kira. The other... uh, Just... uh, I I can't remember. 
what one of them did. Oh yeah, draws a pentagram in blood in his cell. Uh, another escapes and goes to the bathroom before he dies. Uh, but the other three, outside the realm of possibility for them able to do thing. Like, he wrote that one uh, goes in front of the Eiffel Tower before they die uh, in an hour. And that was flat out impossible because you can't get from Japan to Paris in an hour. Uh, even if you're not in prison. Uh, so there's that. One of them drew a picture, was to draw a picture of Elle's face. And that person hadn't seen Elle's face. So that's not a thing. Uh, another uh, was told to write a note saying, I know Elle's identity. But he couldn't write that because he didn't actually know Elle's identity. So basically... If something is within the realm of possibility of something that person could and would do, if something is literally physically feasible without some form of magical trickery, it can happen. If not, if it's flat out impossible, then it can't happen. So basically, whatever the specifics have to be, it has to be reasonable or else just die of a normal heart attack. So this happens, the police are alerted, Elle's now just like, uh, Kira can... can control people's actions before they die, and what does this mean? Uh, looking over this note that Light says is meaningless, and it's just going like, what could the meaning be here? What message is Kira trying to send? He's basically sending Elle on a wild goose chase, as a result of these tests. And then, like, he sees the results are successful. Okay, I know what I can do. I know what's possible. I know what's not. And then he finds the name of some random drug, drug addict who robbed a bank. And killed a few people. And starts writing out specifics of this dude's death. And as he's writing out specifics, he calls some chick from his school. And they go out on a date with our FBI guy following them. And then we get this spectacular bus sequence, which is the big climax of the episode, and it's utterly amazing. By the way, it is worth mentioning, this FBI agent flat out says, Uh, so, this guy looks normal. This light kid looks totally normal. My investigation will be done today. I'll leave him alone after that. So, literally, all Light had to do was wait an extra day, and this dude wouldn't be a problem. He'd be in the clear. But, of course, Light is Light, so he's just like, Oh, someone following me must die. Must die immediately. But we get this bus sequence. Light and this girl are sitting on the bus, going to Spaceland. Uh, with this FBI dude behind them. Bus stops. And our criminal guy comes on board. And engages in a bus jacking. Engages in a... Act of holding everyone on the bus hostage. 
And he, like, calls Spaceland and is like, Hey, give me all your money when I get there. Don't call the cops or pull any trickery or everyone on this bus dies. And then Light kind of turns over to the girl and is just like, Hey, don't worry. When he turns around, I'll grab his gun. And he's showing her this note. And FBI agent from behind is just like, No, don't do that. Don't be stupid. Uh, I'll... I'll handle it. I'll handle it. And then Light just says, hey, how do we know you're not this guy's accomplice? I've read about this. One guy seemingly acts alone. The other uh, is in the back of the bus uh, in case anything goes wrong. And this guy's like, oh, crap. You're right. I have to I have to say who I am. Uh, it's fine. This guy can't be Kira. If he was, he'd just have this dude have a heart attack. Anyway, here's my FBI badge. My name is Ray Pember. And then Light's like, okay, now I know who you are. <laughs> uh, hands the badge back to the FBI guy. And they start scheming for how to take this guy out. And then Light drops, quote unquote, a piece of paper. And the guy's like, hey, what is that? What is that piece of paper? Ray, for a second, thinks it's the note to say, I'm going to take this guy out. Dude picks it up and is just like, oh, plans for a date, whatever, stupid kid. However, as soon as this guy picks up this note, he sees Ryuk. And Ryuk, as this guy's going nutso, insane, yelling, What are you? Hey, what are you? What is this thing? Oh my god. Like, just freaking out. Ryuk's just like, Oh, I see. Uh, that was actually a piece of the Death Note. So now you can see me. And now you're freaking out. Oh, wow. That, that light is very smart. Uh, yada, yada, yada. Again, like... They made the voice of the audience a freaking terrifying death god. I'm still... Never ceases to amaze me that that is a thing. Never ceases to amaze me that that is the case. Uh, But this guy freaks out. Uh, FBI agent Ray Pember comes and, uh, like, just rushes him. Uh, Our bus jacker, like, demands the bus be stopped. And he runs off and then gets run over by a car. At exactly the time Light planned. So turns out what he did was he wrote in the death note the specifics as at such and such time. This guy gets on the bus uh, and does a bus jacking. And then uh, he sees a strange phantom, runs off the bus in fear, and then is run over by a car uh, at exactly, I think it was like 1145 or something. Uh, that's exactly what happens. Like, just wrote out the specifics. Light orchestrated literally every single point of event so that, A, this could... Literally orchestrated this entire event so that he could learn Ray Penber's name, get in a specific situation where he can learn Ray Penber's name, while also not looking like this situation was Kira, because as far as L and as far as the cops know... All Kira can do is heart attacks. They don't know about other causes of death. They don't know about uh, that one attempted rapist who got run over by a truck. They don't know that he can just do things beyond heart attacks. They don't know he can do more specific causes of death. 
Like, that's just not uh, a thing that they're aware of. So we have this big, complex, amazing, brilliantly laid out plan. And it is successful. And Light now knows his FBI stalker is Ray Penver. And Light proclaims that he's next. And that's where the episode ends. Man, I forgot how made for binging this show is. There's nothing more agonizing than only watching one episode of Death Note a day. I'm gonna be honest. Like, (laughs) I love this show and I love talking about it on this podcast. But man, am I shooting myself in the foot with this format. (laughs) I'm shooting myself in the foot watching Death Note under this format. Because, like... I I finish an episode, and then I'm just like, wait, I don't want to stop there. I want to watch the next 17 after that. Like, just, (laughs) it's, it's unfortunate. It's an unfortunate thing. Uh, but yeah, I love this. This is yet another example of Light being badass, and Light just, uh, constructing this amazing plan and executing it to perfection. And, like, that sequence, it's so creative. Like, it's such creative and brilliant writing. I certainly never would have been able to write something that intricate and that fun and that brilliant. Like, it's such a good sequence. It's such a good sequence. Great episode overall. Uh, anyway... If you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as we go through every single episode of this and other shows. Uh, and you can find it on pretty much whatever podcast app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's simple as just push a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Uh, follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark pledges a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. If you become a patron, you can also get access to the Television Archive Supplemental, which I'll be putting up there once every month. Uh, I am probably going to be putting up one tonight, if not tomorrow, uh, doing an Emmy's History on the Blue Planet. Uh, We'll be diving into the Blue Planet and Blue Planet 2, talking about all the times that that uh, lovely little nature doc franchise was nominated by the... uh, was recognized by the Television Academy... When it nom- was nominated for awards, when it won awards, and that's going to be a little fun, nice, solid time. So definitely check that out uh, and become a patron at patreon.com slash thomasclark to listen to that. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, tomorrow we'll be discussing episode 5. Talk to you then. Hey guys, we have a lot of fun here discussing teenagers murdering people with magic notebooks, but while we sit talking about our favorite Japanese media, Asian Americans across this country are suffering from a monstrous wave of hatred, discrimination, and violence. This type of bigotry is nothing new. It's existed for, well, pretty much as long as America has been a thing, but it has increased dramatically over the past year in the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic and the hateful rhetoric of former President Donald Trump. Average everyday Americans are being targeted every day for no reason other than the way they look, and they need your help. If you would like to help put an end to this horrific trend, please go to GoFundMe.com AAPI and donate whatever you can. That's GoFundMe.com AAPI. Thank you.